0: Good evening brothers and sisters. God bless you all. Good evening here in Colombia also in other countries according to your time zone. We say hello with our joy and love. We're very excitedly to be able to spend this moment to share with this moment with you. Glory to the Lord. And also to all people, those of you who are newcomers who are joining our live streams. Let us read in our Bibles but before we read in our Bibles you may take your seats for an instance and I will share a testimony with you about what the Lord did a few days ago with a woman she is 75 years old and she was preparing herself to getting ready to listen to the live stream and her heart was very willing but she testified saying that she had her glasses and she didn't know what happened and they fell. And uh, when so- when someone touched the floor, I mean someone stepped on them and they broke, completely broke. So she, she was really sad because she needs her glasses to read the Bible and she needs her glasses also to be able to write She likes to write down, to go over the sermons. She watches them, but then again, she listens to them afterward. And in that way, she understands better uh, with each time, each sermon. And at that time, she was sad and said, how am I going, what am I going to do to make notes? What am I going to do to read the Bible? But Lord, I'm going to listen to it anyway. Sure enough, she says that, As she was going, looking uh, to fix all the sound and then she looked at her Bible again and her glasses were there. But how did she find her glasses? Her glasses were untouched, perfect, in perfect condition as if nothing had happened. In fact, she says that her glasses were were totally shiny as though they were new. So in that way she was amazed. And she understood that God was with her, and that God was really pleased because she was making that time for the Lord, and she was doing it with all her heart. That, in that way, God nourished her faith and motivated her. And in that way, we all learn as well that the Lord is genuinely close to us; He is near us, and He pays close attention. He watches us and hears us, and noticing our hearts, observing our willingness as well to read the Bible, our joyful joy anytime we congregate and our willingness to learn the word of God, to put it into practice, to follow it, to apply it in our lives. How glorious is our Lord, great is his name, glory to God. So now let us rise and we are going to read in our Bibles Let us read in the apostle of the apostle Paul addressed to the Galatians. Let us read Galatians right after the book of Corinthians. Let us read Galatians chapter 5 verse number 22. The Bible states in Galatians 5 verse 22 we read to exalt and honor the Lord but the fruit of the Spirit is love joy peace long-suffering kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control against such thing there is no law amen blessed is our Lord you may take your sheets brothers and sisters as we have been teaching about the fruits of the holy spirit which will help us please god and attain perfection and that we must do our part to bear them to bear these fruits and god will help us god is helping us we have been giving a few sermons our sister Mary louisa taught about kindness in verse 23 about uh, goodness we also taught about self-control a week ago we also taught about joy not long ago and today we're going to teach about kindness as we see in verse 22 it says long-suffering comma kindness so we're going to see what kindness is and the title of the sermon tonight is kindness Colin thank good and do a good. And we're going to explain why. Generally speaking, we say that kindness means to do good uh, to others. That's the definition of kindness and it is what we must remember always. Whenever someone does good to his neighbor, to those around him, it is a person who is kind. But for you to do good unto others, for you to have the willingness to always do good, and we're going to see what doing good means. That do, because doing good means, it, it, I mean, it ranges, it ranges from not slandering someone to helping someone financially. You need to think good You need to think good about people to be able to help them so that you have that willingness to help them and do good to them. And to that end, we're going to read other Bible passages in Psalm number 37, which teaches us how important it was to do good and the Lord taught that first you have, you had have to do two things. First, trust in God, and second, do good. That is what He taught the people. Verse three states in Psalm thirty-seven: "Trust in the Lord and do good." Wherever you see in the Bible it, that it says "do good," that what is that called? Kindness. If it says do good or doing what is good that is called kindness it's just that the and, and this is a, a, is a common word we have nowadays but it's important for us to understand it because it's written as a fruit of the Spirit and it's a fruit of the Spirit we have to understand we have to have them and bear them we have to bear them this is why it is important to know what each fruit of the Spirit means because the Holy Spirit manifests himself in the church and he guides us through the gift of prophecy and he also guides us in dreams our visions and the Lord through the Holy Spirit wants us to bear all those fruits and that is a fruit of doing good unto others and then it teaches us that you should trust in the Lord and do good that if you do that then you will dwell in the land and it says you will feed on his faithfulness and God is going to hear your prayers In verse number four and also we're going to read uh, this topic in verse 27 it says depart from evil and do what do good and so we know where where it says do good that uh, doing good refers to kindness and the opposite of doing which is the opposite of doing evil And departing from evil is to doing what? Good. And it says you indwell forevermore, meaning the promise of eternal lives. Therefore, we must always think about that. Am I doing good unto others? Am I behaving like that? Or have I done someone wrong? When you do good unto others, you feel really happy. You're really happy in your your heart. Really is really happy because there's no greater happiness than seeing other people happy, and we should always think about that. Really, that our lives should be should work and revolve around that, and seeing other people happy. And because you make other people happy, or I mean, you correct someone who is living an unrighteous life, you correct them with all due affection, so they correct their ways. If you see a mistake in a brother or sister of the church, or in your when your child. Or a believer or someone who asks you and if you can help them, you advise them. Because if you see a mistake in someone, then you give you advise them. If 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 the person asks you as you what what is your opinion, then we could advise that one that one person and say, I think your mistake is this. I think that you, for example, are someone who's very selfish. So you could say, if the person asks you, if the person doesn't ask you, then you should not start telling anyone oh you're a selfish person no cuz the person is not going to going to like you to tell someone if if they if they ask you if they ask you then you could you could answer i think that you think about yourself too much and you're selfish so you correct people but if that person has a need on a, a given day and the person needs help and you can and you can help him. You shouldn't think, "Oh, that's a selfish person. I'm going to help him." No, I'm going to help that person because that person is is seeking God. He, he's coming to church. He's trying, He's doing his best, and he's bearing all the fruits. He has. He's making that mistake. He's selfish, and I think you can help him, and not start to think and just get stuck on that oh he's selfish and I'm not gonna help him or he's selfish I'm not going to uh, treat him nicely He's, he's selfish and I'm not going to say hello no don't do that because doing that then you're not be you're not kind so kindness refers to that it's very tied to what you think about people and so for you to be kind it's very important that you not not think Ill about the other person, but rather for you to say, "All right, well, that person is in a process. He's doing his best. He's he's striving. He has beautiful things. He has positive things. Yes, he yes, he makes mistakes, but there's there's not such a big mistake for you to think ill about that person. Why should I not treat that person affectionately? Why should I not say hello affectionately? Why should I not help him if I can't help him? That is kindness. That's very beautiful because what helps you in life for you to always do well or do good unto others is for you to think that way and if the other person doesn't have such a is not making such a big mistake or such a big flaw then you don't think about that flaw but you but rather you think about positive things about that person that you and for you to look at that, look look at the positives the things that the person is already achieving the person is in, in a process he's he's striving yeah he's still Coming up short in certain areas, but he's seeking God. He's he's striving. So when you're kind, you say, let's let's just overlook that, and I'm gonna treat that person nicely, and I'm gonna try that person, you know, you know, very affectionately, and I'm gonna give joy to that person for him to be happy. Also, I'm gonna understand him. We after I have to understand he suffered so much. You have to understand he, ha- he lost his job. So he- I'm sure he's worried because he lost his job. Um, I'm- you have to look, take into consideration that he lost his relative, his loved one. So that's why he behaves like that. So do you see? It all depends on how you think about things. If you start to look at things like in that way, you feel inclined to do well on that uh, on- to that person. But if you think... But negative thoughts, then you don't feel that desire of being, you know, kindness of being kind to that person, not doing good to that person, because your thoughts won't let you. That's why the title of the sermon was, "Kindness, Think Good, and Do Good." And so, that union of wanting to do good, because that's the definition of kindness, is tied to uh, thinking. Well, about other people, in one way or another, to also be patient to people, to be compassionate, which is mer to be merciful, to know that they're doing their best, unless of course they're committing making a bad mistake, or they're a bad testimony for the church, or they're causing harm to people, or they're affecting the church, or they're against God, or they stand against the church. That's different. But all, all, all all else if it's not something like that and those characteristics then kindness for you to have kindness you can it's really helpful to analyze things that way and to think that way and say this person's coming short here but it has nice things and positive things I'm going focus on the positive and I'm now going to focus on on the negative, yeah, for these negative things is striving, and God's going to help. him. I'm going to pray for him as well. I'm going to lay hands on him one day. When a person thinks that way, that's called, or you could say this person is kind. And that is going to help us very much in our spiritual life. I know two brothers and sisters, our brother, two brothers, one says, No, my brother, he likes to gossip. And I don't like that my brother is a, is a gossiper. So each time he sees him, he, he it comes to his mind. He's a gossiper, I can't say talk to him, I'm not gonna talk to him about anything because he's a gossip. And so to think about the person as the other person, as a gossiper, that that prevents him from having a nice, a nice time with the sibling, which could be a time of kindness. And that negative thought prevents them from opening to have a, a dialogue and that happens in live everyday life with many people that are around us and so if it's not a life or death situation if you see that is it isn't something that gravely affects people or the church or spiritual lives then be let, let us be patient to people and pray for them be merciful forgive them, overlook things, teach them whenever they ask you to te- teach them and treat them nicely. And in that way, people little by little will overcome, they'll, they'll better themselves and they'll change or advise the person. If they allow you to give them advice and you advise them and people will change and you say, well, person is striving, doing his best. So that it, we should have that mindset and that is going to help us very much for you to want to do good to other people. And it also states here in Proverbs 12, Proverbs 12, let us read, that when you think good, your heart feels joy. And that when you think evil things in your heart, is deceived, it's deceived. Because what you think, it's what you do. So it all starts with what you think, which is what the Bible says that, out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. It all is processed in your heart, according to where you heart in your heart. If you have good thoughts, then you have good thoughts. If you have negative thoughts, then you do negative things. And if you go approach someone thinking that negative way, it's likely that you're going to do something negative, or also that you plot things. For example, like when someone, Steals as our sister Maria Luisa was teaching us last night in her reflection. If a person is going to steal, then the person begins to think, How what opportunity is he going to have to steal something? And because a person's thinking that way, then he will steal whatever he thought he was going to steal, he'll he'll steal it and he'll do it because that's what he's thinking about. But if the person thinks good about the situation about situations about other people about what God pl- what pleases God about the word of the Lord about that which is nice about that which is pure and virtuous about the opportunities about giving people chances about the transfer- life transformation about the work of the Lord about the manifestation of the spirit then that will help you so that with that person you are kind and you can help that person when you, when the person needs it, offer support, offer advice, treat the person nice, make the person feel nice and make him feel happy. And that is why the Bible states that the seed is in the heart of those who devise evil, but counselors of, jo- of peace have joy. If someone thinks good, he then they he will do good. Hence the title of the sermon, kindness. Doing, think good and do good because what you think is what you do. And your happiness comes from seeing other people happy. And that you can make them happy. That's very beautiful. Sister Mary Luisa, that's the way she is. Sister Maria Louisa lives to make other people happy. Her happiness is to see everyone happy. And she is a person who has no selfishness, but not, nothing but generosity and nothing but kindness because she, only, she wants nothing but good things for other people and doing good to people and make them happy. And other people, happiness, that's her happiness. So that is an example, a beautiful example. That's how we all should be. Well, let's not make people unhappy and not make people be unhappy or sad or bitter, but rather make people happy. So that in everything that you're able to do for them, to make them happy, let's do it. And if there's someone who's living unrighteously, you correct them and help them so he they they could may get ahead of that but may everyone should be happy even though, even whoever makes a mistake uh, that is not life or death that is not so serious one that affects the church one that affects the spiritual spirit, uh, spiritual lives of believers or bad testimony then on with on those people then you help them and you see how we can help them to, for them to also be happy that is kindness and let us read also in Zechariah chapter number 7, which teaches us about doing good. We're going to read in the Old Testament, the tail end of it, Zechariah, chapter number 7, verse number 9 states, it says that it was a vision Zechariah had, when it says, verse 8, the word of the Lord came to Zechariah, meaning a blessing, a vision, it says, Thus says the Lord of hosts, execute true justice, show mercy and compassion. Here in this context, it is to do good, show mercy and compassion. Everyone to his brother, do not oppress the widow. That is to do good. To do, Doing good by not oppressing the widow, by not scamming people, by not taking advantage uh, of a person who is a widow, who no longer has his uh, her wife next to her, with her, and in that situation, the person's suffering and, and sad, and not take an opportunity, take a chance to deceive that person, or, or the same thing with an orphan, an orphan, is going through such pain because of, because of being an orphan, because of having lost his parents or mom or dad and then to oppress them or seize or that opportunity if the person is defenseless and alone. That is doing evil. It says the alien also immigrant we would say nowadays someone who doesn't have their legal documents or maybe they're just in the process of, of becoming naturalized. so we should have mercy on them because the Lord was telling them that they were also aliens or foreigners and they lived under empires as foreigners and they suffered. But that is the lesson, to show mercy to those people and to be kind to them and not exploit them and treat them well and pay them what you ought to, what is fair. And it states, or the poor, meaning don't oppress the poor as well. Taking advantage of their situation, their financial situation, or their weak, or their weakness, and it also says, "Let none of you plan evil in his heart against his brother." So look at this, how beautiful it states: "Do not oppress, and don't think evil in your heart." That's why it's why it's important what we're sharing to you tonight. That for us to do good, it's very helpful when you think good about people and you have a different mindset. And whenever you have that mindset of uh, comprehending and see how you can take advantage of people and how you do well unto them, then that is going to make people happy and most certainly people will also be able to carry on. And with that kind behavior that we should have among one another and also toward people who don't come to church, toward all people in general, we must be kind and do good, just as God is kind as well because the Bible teaches us that God gives also gives up a chance to evil people and sinners. He gives them the sun, He gives them rain and water, and He gives them everything to people who are sinning and don't want to know anything about God. God still, nonetheless, He is kind and gives them a chance and brings them to the church. Likewise, from us we sh- towards our people we should do be kind and do good, and also let us read in Ephesians, chapter number four. Ephesians chapter four here we find the word k- kindness. But now you know where it says doing good that is kindness. Ephesians four. in verse number 32 it states and be be what be kind that's what it teaches us to one another we're talking we're talking about kindness it says to one another we should be kind to one another and he add, he added when the person is kind when the person wants to do good to other people wants to help them wants to make them help them get ahead and wants to help make them happy it doesn't make them suffer and that that kind person is also tender hearted because kindness because tender hearted refers to mercy and compassion for someone who said he cries with one who he, with he who is crying If someone's happy he's also happy with whoever's happy but that is a person who is merciful, who is tender-hearted. But for you to be tender-hearted or merciful, you must be a person who is kind first and wants, and who wants good unto everyone. You want not want to experience evil, but you want to do good to everyone. You want to lend a hand to whoever is in need and help them. Help them, help them carry on. That is a person who gives himself to others and wants nothing but the best of other people. And then, it teaches us, forgiving one another also. A kind person, a person who forgives, a kind person is not, it's someone who's never venge, revengeful because he's thinking well about other people. Even as God and Christ forgave you, just ask the Lord, gave, forgave us and gave us forgiveness because God is kind. There are several verses in the Lord that talk about the kindness of God in the Psalms. The first book of the Bible of the Bible it says that God was kind towards the people. In fact, Romans states that, and in Peter that it says because God is so kind with us, meaning that God has given us everything, good and bad. He has given us everything in life, nothing but benefits. And he has only intended to do us good. So is that not reason enough for us to feel? Think, again, think, because your thoughts help you very much. You're, you think in your heart as well, where you devise and you, where your mindset. that we think God has been... He has done so so much good to me and He has always wanted what is good for me. He has given me victory in everything. The, the, the least I could do with God is to repent. The least I could do with God is to be faithful and love Him, to stay in His path. So that's it. Our, our thoughts are reflecting like that and those things make us also or ca- bringing us, cause us to feel like we want to do good and bear fruits. Do good unto others, our neighbor. And then verse number 31 states, Let all bitterness, look at how beautiful, because it states, Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking, be put away, away from you. When you do good, you don't yell. When you do good, you have no, no uh, b- bad words or slander. When you do good unto people, as verse number 29 states, no corrupt word proceed out of our mouths or coarse, coarse words and foul language because that's a bad testimony because that is not doing well, not doing good because that doesn't please the Lord and it doesn't look good when you're in the path of God. That's why he said, but what is good for necessary necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers, because that's the point for the, for the hearers to come to God. Or also when he said in verse number 28, let him who st- stole steal no longer. When you do good unto people, you don't steal from anyone, nor do you want f- things that belong to other people. Or verse 25, that when you do good good unto other people, you don't say lies, that you always talk to them with with the truth. So doing good encompasses many things. It encompasses the the there's a fruit of the spirit called good, goodness, and goodness refers to other things and many things, and generosity and and kindness is doing good, and among kindness you have goodness. It's very similar to kindness but kindness it encompasses doing so many good good things not offending people not slandering treating people well being patient forgiving not t- saying, telling lies and not committing adultery because that is doing evil to your neighbor so doing good is very broad and it refers to the commandments of the lord and for you to do good then you must always use as a tool, thinking good about others, people's happiness and thinking good about people is that I want other people to be happy and that if I'm going to do something, then I I could call, make them unhappy and I can make them suffer very much and because I want to do good and because I want make, to make people happy, then I'm not going to do evil to them because if I do evil to them, people are going to suffer and if i'm th- if i'm thinking i'm thinking about good and making happy everyone happy so let us also read in the gospel according to luke chapter number 6 where we read a word which is very beautiful in luke chapter 6 verse 33 luke 3 verse 33 it tells us I repeat verse number or 35 rather we have it let us read from 30 33 and if you do good those who do good it is talking about the same thing you do good and as you see in 35 in the end it says for he is kind to the unthankful and evil so, he's talking about the same thing. Doing good is being kind. And being kind is with the unthankful and the evil. people. Imagine, and the good, it's towards everyone. That's what kindness is. That's why it's a fruit of the Spirit, because it, it's very hard for you to treat well or doing good some uh, to someone who, who did you wrong. It's very difficult. It's very hard, because... You don't feel like it, but that is is that you feel like it's unfair. Why this person did me wrong? Why would I do well? But that's what the Lord wants. And that's why it is a fruit of the spirit that it's so hard. But if we want to be perfect, we must put it into practice. And that's why it is written there in the Bible as a fruit of the spirit, because each fruit of the spirit demands effort from us. And for us to achieve this, you must be filled with good thoughts toward people. Because if you get carried away by those evil thoughts, you don't manage to do good. You can't seem to meet that goal and it becomes very difficult. But God is going to help us. And now, since we know, we can also ask God and say, Lord, help me. Help us be kind. I want to be kind to everyone, those who have done good to me and done evil to me. I want to do good to everyone and I want to do good to everyone. And for everyone to be happy and that because of me, that I am able to, even if it's just a little bit, for people to be happy, my children, my wife, my family members, brothers and sisters of the church, where I work, People who are with me, or around me. And then verse number 33 states, If you do good to those who do good, what credit is that to you? Because that's a more normal thing. But doing good to someone who did wrong evil to you, then that's harder. That's something evil sinners don't do. Verse 34, it states... As follows and if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? No yeah, because what the point is if you to be able to help someone lend someone who, whom you don't know whether or not the person is going to pay you back so that it demands more effort, more kindness. In fact, in the church we teach that if you have the means to help someone and at a given time in life you lend someone money, it's better to assume the person is never going to pay you back, but if you don't have a way to lend, then you you don't do it. But that's what God wants to highlight that it's hard that you have to strive because then it says for even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much back with interest. So also lending people without usury or under what terms you help people who doesn't have who don't have to pay you back. So it is an effort. It is all part of kindness. It says, but love your enemies. Imagine people who have done you wrong and do good. He says, he's talking about the same thing. Kindness, because it's doing God and lend, hoping for nothing in return. And your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High, for he is what? He is kind and thankful to the unthankful and evil. And if God is like this, then we should be the same way. In fact, you also see that the gift of prophecy, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, is with many people who don't accept God or have been atheists, but God has had mercy on them. He has, he has been kind to them. He brings them and speaks to them and he gives them a chance. All of it is tied to kindness. And then in verse number 36, it says therefore be merciful just as your father is also merciful because it it all stems from kindness which is the one that helps you feel compassion and mercy and mercy toward other people and forgiveness when you have that kindful yeah that that kindness in you you're very compassionate you suffer with what other people suffer with and also you are yeah you're very merciful as well and let us read Also in the gospel according to Matthew chapter 12. Oh wait, pardon me. Let let us not go back there yet. We're Luke 6. So let us read verse number 6. Verse number 9. Luke 6 verse number 9. Then Jesus said to them, I will ask you one thing. It is, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil? Imagine the Bible talks about that, doing good or doing evil. When he's talking about doing good kindness or doing evil, then wicked, wicked, wickedness. To, to save a life or to destroy? Why? Because these people, they were thinking about the ill about the Lord. So they said, we're going to bring a man who is sick. On a, uh, today on the Sabbath to make them fall. So they were th- having negative thoughts. Do you see? It all starts with what you think. So they brought a man who was sick and they said, now he's going to come and he's going to hell and we're going to accuse them be- him because today is the Sabbath. So they were having negative thoughts and they did ne- negative things. And the Lord was thinking good things and he said, no, this man who is sick, as it states... His right hand was dry. I'm going to help him. Uh, That withered says, I'm going to help him. That's what the Lord thought because he wanted to make that man happy. And he did it. And he taught them that even even if it was Sabbath, you always had to do good. And that's why he, he healed him. Verse number 10. And he said, stretch out your hand. And he healed him. And then in verse number 7 it states so the scribes the Pharisees watched them closely whether he would heal him on the Sabbath that they might find an accusation against him they were thinking and they were doing and verse number 8 but he knew their thoughts and said to the man who had the withered hand arise and stand here and he healed him because he wanted to do good and and how did he that did the Lord do good the Lord did good that day with healing in other words Doing good is also ministering the spiritual gifts. Whenever you are ministering spiritual gifts, you are prophesying for someone that is doing good. Because you are putting your life, your heart, your testimony so that someone may receive good from the Lord. When you lay hands on someone who's sick, you're doing good because you are making helping that person be healed. When you say, "I'm going to pray for you for your problem," and you're doing good because you're comforting a person, you're giving happiness to that person, you are giving that person hope. Your prayer is not going to be just one, but it's several, because the Lord hears the prayer, more people's prayer, even more. This this verse is very beautiful. Kindness and. Let us also read in the gospel according to Matthew chapter 12, which is correlated to this topic, but it gives us an example of rescuing the souls. And when you rescue souls or a sheep or a lost sheep, that is called kindness, doing good, Uh, lost sheep, someone who came to the path of God but stopped coming. And someone in the church might say, we have to try to f- figure out what happened to that soul. We have to try to figure out why did this person stop coming? If this person had been attending for two years and he was happy, God had blessed that per- that person. This this person was happy in the church. Why did-, did he stop coming? Something must have happened. You don't think evil. You don't think, oh, that person... So and ungrateful, oh, that's such an unthankful person. After everything God gave him, oh, but rather say uh, something happened. The devil must have placed a trap. Maybe ba- negative friends, that b- bad influences, they filled his head with ideas and theories against God. So I'm going to try to figure out what happened to rescue that soul. A kind person does that. Doing good in that way. Do you see that doing good has many, many ways and expressions? And here in Matthew 12, verse 11, He said to them, What man is there among you who has one sheep, and if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will not lay hold of it and lift it out? Therefore, that is kindness. On the Sabbath, same thing like with the man who needed that Healing. Here the sheep needs to be saved and rescued because the sheep has fallen into a pit. And even if it's on the Sabbath, you have to help the help it. Same thing with the person who's sick. Even if it's on the Sabbath, in the gospel, you must help him because you must pray for the sick person. And you must help out so that he will have his treatment that he needs or requires. But you pay attention to, to help the sick. And same thing with the, with the sheep that is lost, that went astray. You help that. You, you do good. Let us also read in James chapter 2, another way to doing good. When people, we're going to read James, let us read chapter number 2, James 2. When people are kind, people always try to value everyone, everyone, everyone. And they don't focus whether the person has money or doesn't have any money, whether the person went to to college or didn't go to college What what is his last name or what is his, what race is he, what nationality is he, nothing. A kind person never makes any differentiation and that is called partiality, meaning like separating people to treat these better than the others and humiliate people. A person who is kind never humiliates anyone nor makes anyone feel humiliated, but rather makes everyone feel happy and good. That's very beautiful. This virtue is a very broad, far-reaching virtue, and it has many ways to understand, and that's why it is called doing good. But within doing good, that's what you do. It it is not, not to show partiality. And that is why in James 2, he taught, because it was something that was happening back then. They were, lacking. they were lacking kindness. They were treating people who were rich well and giving them their best seats. And people who were poor, then they would let, uh, let them stay standing. So this was something that James talked about that happened in the midst of the Jewish people. And it was incorrect because James addressed... Many of these situations that happen with the Jewish, the ancient Jewish people. And so he told them, don't do that. When he told them, don't do that, that he's saying, you're doing evil. You must do good. You can't humiliate anyone. You must value and give everyone importance. Everyone on the same, on equal footing. That's why James 1, 2 verse one, my brethren do not hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory with, with what? partiality without separating discriminating without treating some better than others no you love everyone the same the same thing with the judges judges could not show partiality toward the person who had money or and and against the person who was poor no they had to be fair and give everyone what they deserve. That is called kindness. Doing good. That's what's doing. What doing good is. Equality. It states. For if there should come into your assembly a man with gold rings and fine apparel at the time, back then with the way they used to dress, and there should also come in a poor man in a filthy clothes, clothes that are no, perhaps that are that are broken or. Uh, damaged, and you pay attention. You pay attention. There it is. They're already paying attention, so they're already sort of getting carried away by greed or thoughts. Do you see, brothers and sisters? Because that's the thought. So the person saw how the person is stressed, they saw, and they pay attention to that person. Oh, he's he's oh, he's a rich man, he's a poor, so they are self interested. I like this person because he. He, I, Maybe I can get something in return. I don't like the, per, the poor poor man because I can't get anything from him. I like him. I don't like him. That's a mistake. No, you must be fair. You can't show partiality. You must love everyone the same and you must treat everyone well. The same with equality. And says to one wearing the fine clothes and say to him, you sit here in a good place and say to the poor man, you stand there or sit here at my footstool so person is showing partiality verse number four have you not shown partiality among yourselves and become judges with what what does it say there evil thoughts you see brothers and sisters that for the lord that part the bad thoughts it is like the engine it is what I mean what may what is what is it going to cause that's the that's the engine in your heart. that's where everything is fabricated and it's where plot and you thought think about this, that's what compels you to do things afterward. If you're plotting evil, then you do evil. if you're pl- if you're thinking good things, then you do good things. And that is why he said bad thoughts now. Let us look at other, another way to understand kindness and let us read in Galatians chapter number 6. In Galatians where we begin. Galatians 6. Galatians 6 number, verse number 9. Galatians 6 verse 9 states that doing good is helping people a person who is kind tries to find a way to help others how to help them out as a verse in the bible states if it if you can do good then do it don't wait until another day and, and say oh later 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 no if you can do it right away do it right away if you can help someone then help that person if you can help out help out don't say i'll help later no right away That is something a person does, someone who is good. If you can do good, then do it. If you can and you're able to do so and in your heart, you have that generosity and that kindness. That's why kindness and generosity are very tied together. So you have that kindness and that's very beautiful to have that in your heart and that is a good Blessedness because truly there's nothing greater in life than being able to give others That makes you very happy to be able to give people and help them as the Bible says it is more blessed to give than receiving it is beautiful and people like our sister Maria Luisa, They give themselves to other people and they're generous Who live whose lives revolve around giving people that's very precious as well. So, Our brother Caesar Moreno, he's also a very generous person. So those are virtues that are very beautiful that we must imitate and we must follow. Helping others and being able to help them whenever you can. And Galatians 6 states, Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap, if we do not lose heart. And... And doing good, he is talking about everything that he that we've talked about thus far. and as my uh, insofar as everything we've said of of helping people with healing, with the spiritual gifts, with uh, with giving them advice, with a piece of advice, but also with materially speaking, financially speaking. And he said there that they should not grow weary while doing that. Why? Because most certainly back then, there were also people who were ungrateful. So that can happen in life, that a person is very generous and it helps people, but then that person is ungrateful or that person has a bad behavior or causes this disappointment. So he says, don't let that get to you, saying, I've helped you so much and we've tried to help so much and do good, but people oftentimes are just ungrateful. So the person loses his heart and says, it's not worth it. No, he was saying here, no, do not lose heart. Don't grow weary. Don't get tired. No, keep doing that all the time. Even if people are ungrateful, just do your part, which is what the the Bible says, doing good. And then he also said, therefore, as as we have opportunity, because it is according to your opportunities, let us do good to all, to all human beings, if you can help everyone. And we help everyone so that everyone's happy. Whether they're of the church or not, we help everyone if you can do it. But if you cannot do it, it's especially to those who are of the household of faith. Focus on the brothers and sisters of the church because you know them, because you spend time with them, because... You hear them because you spend the, life, the ser- sermons with them because we see them all because it, we always know about ourselves and what we need and how we can help one another. And that was what the apostle Paul said that we should not grow tired or weary of doing good. We, we see in him that he, according to him we should be, be very kind and not grow weary of doing this. The Bible states in 2nd Samuel he gives us a, it gives us an example of kindness when you're kind you are grateful for you to be kind you always want to pay your favors back when you're kind you are so grateful that you want to pay people back but for you to want to pay A favor back you say you think what's good and say everything I've received everything God has given me and everything that that they've given me brothers and sisters have given me or everything so man so much good I've received in the church from our sister Mary Louisa from our pastors from our brothers and sisters who minister the spiritual gifts I have received so much that I want to pay them back but first you think about it right you first think about it and say, "So many benefits, so much good that I've received. The whole they've done, they've done good towards me the whole time through. They've given me good things. They've made me happy. They've straight lend their hand." So, person thinks that first, thinks good and is and has good thoughts and then I do good, I'm gonna pay them back. And the person wants to return the favor. That's what happened to David with Jonathan, Saul's son. Jonathan was a very good person to him. He helped him, he helped David very much. He was a good friend to David. And David, when Jonathan died, he was really sad. And he died, and, and Saul died, and Jonathan died, and he felt he was so sad that he said, I have to return the favor because the only thing Jonathan did with me was to be good, and he did good things my whole life. I have to pay him back for what he did with me. And he started to to figure out who who is his heir, who's Jonathan's heir, and they said, There is one a person called Mephi Bosheth. And he he was a young man, and this man was someone who was lame in his feet. And he said, "Bring him, bring Mephibosheth, and Mephibosheth is going to sit down at my at my table his whole life, and I'm going to treat him like a son, because I want to pay he, pay back, because I loved Jonathan, and I only I have nothing but good memories of Jonathan. I'm going to pay his son." and also help me he said he called a man who used to work with saul you are going to work jonathan's field so he is, his wealth is intact and he has his produce and he will never lack anything this is all written here in 2nd samuel 9 Verse number 1, now David said, is there still anyone who is left of the house of of Saul that I may show him kindness? You see, for Jonathan's sake. Verse 3, they said, in the end, it says that he had one, a son of Jonathan, who is lame in his feet. And then they called him in verse 6 and 7. And then in verse number 9 and 10, in 10, it says, you therefore and your son and your servants shall work the land for him and shall bring in the harvest so he wouldn't lack anything. And lastly, kindness, also doing good, is manifested as the Bible teaches us in Philippians chapter number 4. Let us read Philippians chapter 4, the way the Bible teaches us about kindness and This is beautiful because Philippians 4 verse number A tells us He again talks about But first let us read 4 verse 4 Verse 5 rather Philippians 4 verse 5 Because he said that when a person is kind The person is gentle, is gentle, kind and niceness. We should also ask the Lord for that, to grant us that, grant us that blessing of being nice to people, and for people to say that that person treats treats you so cordially, so nicely. And as proverb states, proverb states that the good words are like a honeycomb. When people are are nice, when people are 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 tender-hearted. The Bible said that the the tenderness of of Christ, the Lord Jesus was tender-hearted. Just imagine that. And it, it states here, verse number five, let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is near, the Lord is at hand. When he's saying that, that is kindness. And then in verse number eight, he ends up saying, look at he said in, the, in verse 8, Meditate on these things. He says to them, Think about good so that you could do good. You cannot bear fruits. That fruit bear if that fruit if that tree is not convinced of the kindness of, of, of the goodness of giving bearing fruits, we must be convinced and we must have those thoughts of good to do good. And what are those thoughts in which we should think? It says, Finally, brethren, Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, being very just and fair in the way we analyze things, always towards justice, it's very beautiful. There are people who are very inclined to justice to that which is equality to analyzing things with righteousness, reasoning with justice. Whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, there it is, lovely, loveliness, be nice to people. Whatever things that are good, report if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Glory to the name of the Lord. Let us rise, brothers and sisters, and we will pray before the Most High so that he may grant us this fruit of the Spirit, kindness. And that in that way, the Lord may be happy and be pleased with us. And that we may may also make people happy, those who are around us. And also we are going to pray So that the Lord may heal all our our illnesses so the Lord will deliver us any wrong thing that may have come against our life that the, the, the wicked one has attempted to do against us and for the Lord to grant us joy and gladness so that we may seek God and he may grant us material things and may grant us financial, our financial needs and may the Lord help us in everything we need. Blessed Heavenly Father. We thank you with all the strength of our being for your endless kindness, for your endless love. You are good. You are wonderful, Lord. You are good. Lord, everything belongs to you. Everything's in your hand. Everything belongs to you, my Lord. The doctrine, knowledge, your word. We always long that you sow it in our hearts that it may be those may be our thoughts and that those that may always be the way we live and behave and do things oh lord of glory guide our lives oh god of glory manifest yourself in our existence so that we may put kindness into practice and also oh everlasting father Help us throughout this this situation we're living, this pandemic, so we may overcome all adversities, all difficulties that come up, and that we may please you in everything and seek you, and that we and that there may be true cleanliness in our souls, so that we may have great fellowship with you, and so that we may be perfect, so in that way you may support us and you. May support us in everything, and so that we may be victorious, so that evil will, will, does not prevail, so that evil f- flees, so that we are able to overcome any obstacle and any setback along our path, so that we are always, we always have victory and triumph and attempt attain the, the victories you've promised through victory through prophecy. That you may help us, O oh God, our prayers. May the God of glory deliver us of any evil spirits, spirits of death all brothers and sisters who are ill and all people who are joining us in these live streams and those who are listening to their live streams with so much love just as the reflections and they put their heart into it to such extent reward them Lord the desire in their heart and heal them any uncurable disease no matter how lethal it may be Remove any spirit of death bring good and healing and give them years to live so that we may serve you and renew our spirit in ourselves toward that which is perfect that we may be suitable to serve you may the Lord also help us in a financial life that we may lack nothing and for God to protect our relatives especially Lord your apostle and prophetess our sister Mary Louisa with a rest of your blessings and protections always be with her lord of glory as you have been so on more and more thank you for everything you've allowed us to learn by the mouth of our sister maria louisa each day and thank you lord because you have come to our hearts so that we may be willing and that we all desire to overcome and and strive and put your word into you. We're into practice. May the God of glory be with us in this purpose and bless us in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Glory to the everlasting God, to the eternal God, to the God of power. Amen. Let us sing brothers and sisters, chorus 144. It is titled, Strive and Brighten.